This is a HeadGum Podcast. I was on your podcast, a guy named Bogdanow, something Dan Bogdanow, <laughs> wailed, <laughs> and now I'm back, more wailing from, good God, who was that? This is now a wailing podcast. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so we're just discussing like different types of wailing methods. How hard we wail. Yeah. Whale sounds. <laughs> Optimal wailing, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell them who's in the studio, bro. Uh, Billy and Adam. Hey! hey. Brah, brah, brah. <laughs> we be in the building. We wailing, we wailing, y'all. And we wailing as well. Uh, and we're out of time. Wailing. Yeah. We're the whalers from Bob Marley and the whalers. And I hope you like whaling too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that Bob Marley? Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gents, we yeah. whaling. Yeah. Uh, thank that, you for having us on your awesome podcast. Dude, thank you for coming. Billy's second episode, Adam's first. Yes. Billy and Adam's first. Yes. And our second in the new studio. That's right. A lot of firsts and seconds. It's also your second podcast in the new studio. That's right. Yeah. You guys recorded just before this. Yeah, just one second before this. Exactly. So one second, first, third, and this is our third podcast and in the new studio. And four of us, and we give each other high fives. <laughs> I'll second that. <laughs> I'll plead the sixth, which is a different thing. Exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not about silence. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, that guy was named uh, 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 Adam... Sorry, no, not Adam. Joe. You're named Adam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is Adam. <laughs> uh, his band is called Kurokuma. Yeah. Which means Black Bear in Japanese. Black Bear. And if you could give our FB page a shout out, that'd be very much so appreciated. Facebook.com slash Kurokuma UK. That's, that song was legitimately a, a brain melter, I think. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Melt brains? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, my <gasps> eyebrows are gone. <laughs> he calls it a death metal. Death, death metal. metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys into metal? Are you guys metal... I'm a bit of a metal head. Are you? Yeah. um, Amir. You have a machine head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, I'm, um, I'm into ICP. I'm a juggalo. Oh, no way. So you're a part of the posse? Yeah. I'll go to, I'll often go to the juggalo events. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Have you been to the gathering? Uh, yeah, I went. Well, I didn't go this year because I I went on a like a little trip to Paris with my mom. But that's, that's usually the, that's the that's opposite. usually the juggalos two options. Yeah, you either drink Fago in the jungle with a bunch of crazy clowns, or go to the City of Light with uh, your mom. Quick jaunt to the City of Light. Yeah, to Gay Paris. Yeah, you know why they call it that, right? Why? Because everything is gay. There. Everything's gay. Everything's yeah. gay there. <laughs> um, there there is isn't there some correlation? And I'm not just trying to butter you up, but I actually think this is true between like geniuses or people who have like incredibly high IQs or people whose just brains work really well, astrophysicists and like really smart people and, and heavy juggalos. metal. And juggalos. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, and I'm also me- not into heavy metal. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so they're probably <laughs> is. probably right. Because I'm a total moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And I'm also not into heavy metal. <laughs> isn't but there it- a correlation between being a sociopathic liar and being highly intelligent though? I, think- I would believe that. <laughs> I would relate to that. And, yeah. also, well, and also being super into Drake. 
because then I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Everything about me is what highly intellectual people do. Take all the boxes. <laughs> uh, Billy and Adam, we're having you on a show because you just started a podcast of your own on our network. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jake's been on it. I've been on it. Mm-hmm. We haven't been on it together. Uh, but if uh, we wanted to at least expose you guys to uh, our our audience, we appreciate it because I yeah. feel like uh, there's a lot of overlap here. Yeah, Billy and Adam are a little bit like Jake and I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody liked Billy on the podcast last time. Yeah, and so if they don't see. like this, I wonder what the variable. Well, will yeah, be. probably the be... new studio. Probably the new studio. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they could probably hear the sound quality or something. Yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm so charming and wonderful yeah. <laughs> that I can't imagine <laughs> no, how anybody could ever fine does anybody hate you you are so likable have you ever had an enemy adam? only me no, no. adam <laughs> just me Look adam did have adam was bullied back in the day as a kid and then on east 63rd street in manhattan where i lived we were on the elevator going up to my apartment and who was on that elevator with us his childhood bully who happened to live in billy's adult billy's building okay in new york city and he was still a child right still a child amazing incredible and correct me if i'm wrong adam but like a year later did he die yeah that was a sad coda to that story so i guess i won that one (laughs) how did he die um this was my Really? Yeah, that's a sad but true story. That my, oh. my elementary school bully. He only, I mean, he was a little aggressive with me. He pushed me into a soccer goal once. Yeah, but uh, that's childhood bullies. I don't count as like actually disliking you. Yeah. They dislike themselves. Exactly. Well, uh, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> point. Yeah. Uh, has an adult like I've had people that don't like me. They like, oh, Mir's not nice. He's not friendly. I don't like him as a human. Does anybody really? think that about you? Uh, I would, I go out of my, to my detriment, I think I go out of my, so far out of my way and spend a lot of time worrying and concerned that people might feel that way. So I take a lot of preemptive actions to make sure nobody feels that way. Please like me. And tell me, tell me this, does that make people who are really close to you, like your, your closest friends? Yeah. Actually, they have a problem with that. Absolutely. See, I <laughs> definitely, I, as they should, and I have a problem with it. Right. And who's closer to me than and me? I try right. to be nice to everybody, but then I find that people that are closest, the ones that I really love, they're like, "What are you doing? Be it, real it, with me for a second. Yeah, right. Wait, because course. you're because you're nicer to strangers than you are your friends, or because you they see they think you're fake to themselves. Um, the friends I, think that they're fake to you. You're fake to them. In my experience, it's been. People I love saying you're overextending yourself yep. for to no benefit. Yep. Like you need to stop doing that. We, yes, so I, I hear a lot of that. You mentioned our podcast. It's called No Joke. And two weeks ago, we had uh, Milana Vintroop, a friend uh-huh. of yours, and who was also on Lonely and Horny. Right. Yes. And we had talked about like kind of overextending yourself or trying to be like over friendly or just make sure that you are received well. Yeah. And I told her that I'm growing out of that phase now. And one you. way that this is manifesting is that I'm trying not to use exclamation points in my emails anymore mm. because oh. I feel like that is such a cheap way to it's tell. Someone, how excited you are to be communicating with them when if you're just saying sounds good that's a period yeah, yeah. that's not a sounds good <laughs> see you in five sounds good <laughs> yeah exactly. triple ex- that sounded really good yeah. triple exclamation point is for like it's a boy or it's a girl and that's it so yeah. you're going straight you're going straight period yeah and i'll tell you that a lot of people um i can sense a weirdness when they write back yeah. as if they think that they're in trouble or like there's some there's some sort of rift between us I bet just get used to, this is how we talk guys get we used talk to normally I it's, would even go so far as to say that a nice almost maybe a bridge or a happy medium would be no punctuation at the end oh, you know it's it very sort of millennial just to like say the thing and let it right. be a phrase without you, sort of exclaiming that it may lead to more confusion a little more confusion yeah. do you guys Sorry, was this email finished? do you guys sign your emails Adam, Billy, Amir, Jake do you write the name at the end? Or? I write Jake you read Jake. I yeah. read him I read most Billy. of the time. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. It's actually, that's why we had you on the podcast. It's super confusing. We talk about that. Because we're also writing from our emails. 
Because I'm taking your checkbooks. I write a mirror at the end of my emails, and I'm starting to think. I think it's because I'm 33, where I'm like, uh, I'm like those parents that write their names at the end of texts, where I'm like, I'm out of date. Like, that is kids are like, why are you writing your name? I know it's from you. From you. It really depends. It depends on the email, though. I think it's still a professional thing to do. If if I start an email with like a hey somebody comma, gotta finish it with yours. Then I like just. You know, just being symmetrical, like having it look nice is signing it. Uh-huh. I think it, it comes from like writing letters. Emails used to represent letters. Now emails right. are like instead of text. But I think if you're like on the 33rd message of a thread, you, you're not still writing, hey, then it's just a body of text. Right. right. And then it's fine. You know who we're... Right. First email, I'll sign it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll the, sign it. Yeah. Like, there's, guys, a girl, there's a girl in Harvard Sailing Team. Her name's Jen. Uh, our comedy team is called Harvard Sailing Team. And she works in comedy theaters and she's often the liaison between trying to bring money into the theater and right. just trying to be a professional person and she wrote a professional email to somebody and her signature she wanted to write sincerely jen but she accidentally wrote seriously jen (laughs) (laughs) which you're not gonna believe this seriously jen Jen. uh speaking of making people happy why don't we make our audience happy and answer a few questions. This is, after all, nice an advice podcast. Really, it is. <laughs> Segway of the year. Uh, so, Adam, uh, yeah. you've never been on the show, so I can explain it to you Please. as though you've never even listened to it. I don't Please. know if you have or haven't, but I this have. is an advice podcast. Great. People will email us. Uh, they're, they're in difficult places and sticky situations, seeking our wisdom, our guidance. Sometimes it's me and Jake. Sometimes we have our friends and lovers in the studio. Mm-hmm. Right Today now, we, we have, have both. both. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Nice. Uh, one of you is a friend, one of you is a lover. And it's up to each other to find out which. is not like the other. <laughs> uh, I thought a fun thing to do would be, since we have guests in the studio, uh, sometimes we play a game where we just search our Gmail for a word that's kind of rare. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's good. We call it the Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, I've never met the Game Boy, but I've heard oh, of the podcast. <laughs> he is a very mysterious man. I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah. He, he, just speak, he speaks in a different uh, intonation. Yeah, a dialect. It's almost arrhythmic. You don't know what the Game Boy is up to or I what he's going to say. dip into the Game Boy character really okay. quick. Oh, the Game Boy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, here he is. The Game Boy has arrived. <laughs> Where did Jake go? Is Jake still here? I just, yeah, he's in the scene. Oh my god, that's back of my head. <laughs> You're levitating. I am the game boy. Uh, so the goal is to find a word that isn't. We have fifteen thousand emails. It's it's ideally found in just one, mm-hmm. or at least as close Are to we it as possible. Fifteen thousand emails at this point. We're under fifteen thousand at this point. Intern of the year, Marissa just started. Yeah, she's kicking our ass. Email game really? Right now. Yeah, she's going through the emails, making sure that we answer only the best of the best. Wow. Uh, Thank you, Marissa. About how many emails do you guys get? Honestly, that's an interesting question. We really like, do have fifteen thousand. We had fifteen thousand as just of a week insane. ago. Now we're now we're dipping under. But it's like a. a 40 to 50 a day, maybe? Yes. So, Adam, do you think you have a name, a word, uh, uh, a word that exists only in a few emails of our 15,000? Okay, let me think and really be reasonable at this. 15,000 emails, people in trouble. Uh, I want to say garage. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I, I bet you have 12 emails that have the word garage. 12 I'm going to say we have 33. What? That would be like, hey, guys, love your podcast. I listen to it all the time in my garage. Wow, that's that's very close. We have 37. What? Whoa, Jake. Yeah. I'm good at guessing Jake's numbers. Jake's a people pleaser. You, yeah. Can we go on? Right? I'm fucking real good with guessing numbers, man. <laughs> so is the goal then to get one of those 37, or do we want to bring it down even further to uh, the one? I think out of this one, Adam, why don't you just give me a number one through 37, and I'll choose that email. 15, thank you. 
Wow. That was <laughs> so quick. That's all I already knew. Wow, I can't believe you have 37 emails with the word garage. All right. That shouldn't surprise me too much. I've never, we've never read this email before. Okay. Could be great. Could be awful. Great. We're about to find out together. Cool. Uh, it's a, it seems like a, 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 a man's name, so let's give him a fake name to preserve his anonymity. Okay. What do you Ted. got? What? Ted? Ted what? With two Ds. Ted with two Ds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. L- last That's name? his last name is yeah. with two Ds. Yeah, with two Ds. <laughs> oh, Ted. Ted with two Ds. That's right. And then how do you spell Ted? Just with one D. <laughs> <laughs> T E D last name with two D's. Yeah, <laughs> with two D's is parents, a <laughs> mean parents. Oh god, parents it. suck. That's my favorite name I think we've ever had in the Ted show. With two D's. Yeah, full name Edward with two D's, <laughs> which does have two D's. Uh, hey J N A and Adam and Billy. Yes. Uh, huge fan of the program and everything you do. Keep it up. Here's my problem. I'm a 19-year-old guy, and I'm facing a crossroad in my life. I'm currently working part-time as an apprentice for, apprentice for a contractor who builds and repairs garage doors. Ding, 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 ding. It pays very well, and he recently told me that come June, he wants to hire me full-time, which would mean I would make even more money and be sitting pretty easy. Nice. I would also be his first employee for his first own business, which would mean that when his company starts expanding, I would become an executive. Financially, this is a dream come true. Okay. On the other hand, me and my best friend had a passion to pack up and move to Portland, Oregon to start our own business. Ooh. Our business plan is amazing, and it would involve art, production, and music, which we both share a drive for. We had planned on leaving for Oregon in June when we had saved up enough money. Being stuck in my boring hometown wouldn't be the most exciting thing to me, but making a bunch of money and having a job with so much room for advancement sounds great and is a way safer option. Moving to Portland would be more exciting and fun, but would also be a much bigger risk if I had fail at all. And if I succeed, I'd be living my dream job. So what should I do? Move to Portland with my best buddy and follow our dreams or stay in my hometown and start a career as a contractor. More importantly, what would you guys do? Mm-hmm. Any advice on this would be greatly appreciated. I'd love to hear what both of you have to say on this issue. Toda, love, Ted, Ted with, two D's. with two D's. Okay. There's a common question we get. Really? Uh, it's people needing a kick in the butt or uh, do I do tell the same thing or follow my dreams? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Do you, have you guys ever reached that crossroads in your life? We followed our dream right out of college. We stu- we knew we were going to do comedy. We graduated and we lived broke for five years and just did comedy. So, did, did you have a safe option? What was the safe option? No comedy. Just go home and do what? Did Man, you have a garage I, door contractor that you could I have wish. fallen back on? <laughs> I, I barely have a garage in my house. To be honest with you, uh, I, I had no. I had and have no backup plan. If it goes poorly, I'll I'll just die that day. Worth noting that up until graduating college, Adam was a singing telegram. Yeah, so the backup plan was also a joke You're, in a way. So like, he was yeah. a singing you telegram. You really were a, a singing telegram. I was. Yeah, that was my. That was like my home from summer and winter break college gig back in hometown. How often did you get sent out? On- <laughs> Gigs too, way way too often. Yeah, it was it was both adult singing telegrams and children's birthday party entertainment. So like on the weekends, I would be dressing up in a bunch of kids costumes, um, such as who? Well, such as Barney and Mickey and Peter Pan, etc. Except she didn't have the legal rights to all these names, so all the characters had to be Benny the Purple Dinosaur, not Elmo, E L M O, but L, just an L dash Mo, not SpongeBob, Sponge Rob. So I was like going to a lot of these children's birthday parties, dressed like an asshole, and doing that, uh, or sometimes going to TGI Fridays dressed as Zorro and singing to my friend's parents for their 50th anniversary. I remember when I was on the No Joke podcast, the, the subject was jobs. And all of right. Adam did was talk about his jobs. And I just 
just laugh for half an hour. <laughs> that's yes. right. At one point, the this business devolved into you being a male stripper. stripper that's right. They were called this, BLTs. This same business, <laughs> same one, same one. Because uh, the woman was, who ran- she just did you just have you as an employee? Absolutely for, correct, correct. Jake. Correct. <laughs> she was. You had a pimp. That's what correct. It was. Correct. Jake. Absolutely correct. All right. Absolutely. Correct. Adam would leave the office dressed as a sexy female nurse. Female. Sometimes. Nurse Joseph to strip. So I don't Did even you know. Ever who? get paid? Yeah, I got paid 35 bucks a pop. All right. Yeah, that's 35 enough. bucks a pop. Regardless of how many hours, that could have been less than minimum wage at that point. Yeah, well, the the gig itself, it was like, you know, the Zingagram, which is the name of the bit that the sort of each little event was supposed to be like 45 to 50 minutes. But depending on my tolerance for humiliation, it would vary. Right. Um, <laughs> job started in June. By August, he was people were running train on Adam. <laughs> he, was, he was a Bukaki Thai lady boy. They would saran wrap him 12 Elmo, Japanese businessmen. And uh, cum dumpster Adam. <laughs> uh, everybody mostly wanted cum dumpster. Yeah. Weird. It wasn't even on the website. They just knew. It was word of mouth slash garbage pail kid that they subscribed to. I love that the going rate for shame was $35 an hour. And I was happy to do it. Yeah. Right. Happy to do it. So not a bad rate. Yeah. So in a way, you, you did both the the hard job to make money and the dream job to do comedy. Yeah, in a way, I guess, and I guess I did. Yeah, I mean, I I personally, I I relate to this struggle in a sort of like I've seen movies about this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and like I can relate to this struggle sort of in the abstract. Um, but I I personally, for me, Adam, it would be an easy decision to sort of like I would say. Follow your dream. Move to Portland. You're 19 years old. Yeah. Um, you have uh, your whole life ahead There's of you, which is a ton of time to press the reset of... button. Right. You could do that at 25 Seriously. and you're still Gucci. Right. It's exactly. true. Uh, yeah. I, I often, after have done have done comedy for 12 years, now I actually fantasize about working on a construction site, oh. which is interesting. <laughs> I, it's like I've got my dreams out of the way. And now it's like, I just want to be like a good blue collar dude. A now. woodworking apprenticeship sounds, sounds fucking amazing. Like, I want that. All right. You guys have probably talked about your new studio. Um, it, for everyone at home, it's this incredible, incredible, huge garage, loft. There's two levels. It's totally awesome. But what I am most envious of you guys not owning and running this business, I'm watching you build desks. Oh. And I just, give me an excuse to build a desk <laughs> with my buds. We got a, we got a closet that we have to put in. You want to... In, dude. You guys are out of town for a week. You're going to come back with the sweetest closet of broken shelves because I don't work on a construction yeah, site. Yeah, you don't you know. You don't actually have the skill set to do it. That's my dream. You just have the passion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. You do seem like a handyman. You asked me. Because you're you strong in. and you have glasses. Right. That's you like, asked me. You hung cool shingles in your studio and you said, is that something that you can do? And yeah. I couldn't say no fast enough. <laughs> oh, no. Couldn't say no fast But enough. wouldn't you guess yes looking at Billy? Yeah. Long yeah. Island, strong guy. Long Island, strong island. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at 19, I just, and Portland's a really hopping city. I feel like there's a lot of sort of like culture there. Yeah. That Failing in Portland is so much more fun than succeeding in small town USA. But one thing, that's my instinct. We're not considering the, how uh, exciting the garage door industry is, though. That's true. So that's a lot of fun. Who knows what's happened since like, because well, when we were a kid, a bay, they, they slid up and slid down. French garage doors, that's oh, kind of cool. slowly opening a, like a barn. Automatic, you know, the glass, the glass door. Yeah, sometimes yeah, wait, there are, are you one kidding? hard... There's no such thing as that. The, 
the French garage doors? <laughs> I've seen them. Yeah, the big, the opening, the big bay. That's amazing. In, did you, uh, I grew up in New England. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys have the garage that were slats that curved around the opening? Or was it one piece of wood that just sort of lifted and oh, fell yeah, down? Oh, yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah. I, I remember the, the slats the, one. The, you don't remember like the one that like curves up like that? I do remember that one yeah, too. Yeah. The <laughs> How would you guys innovate the garage door if you could? <laughs> Say you're him. And you're trying to find this one excuse to be like, you know what? I could put my stamp on the garage door. Tell you what, if I went, it goes down into the earth. Oh, oh my God. Wait, no reason it, it has to go up. And then you got to like, then your, your overhead's really low. Yes. This is like wait, a it goes, cave. Just it goes down brilliant. in the DM? Yeah. Goes down in the, in the DM. <laughs> it goes down. It goes down. Yeah. <laughs> wow. In the DM. <laughs> Uh, I see your girl. I I, or I see your man. I hate to be him. Oh, I see. You know? So you slid it into the DM. I, sl- I slid into the DM. That's amazing. Uh, I, I this guy. It's so clear. If you're 19 and you have a chance to go to Portland with your best friend, you should do it. Dumb. Right. Like the Dumb. end. I once saw a Facebook a video on Facebook of Jim Carrey giving a commencement address, and it was kind of sad. But I guess the the message was clear exactly. to this guy. We all like, saw that. My dad. Uh, did the safe thing and failed. Mm-hmm. I wish he just followed his dream because, like, you can fail and succeed at things that you like right. or things that you don't. You might as well do what you like because right. even if you do play it safe, you can fail. You could very this garage door business could very well go under. Absolutely. And then you're an executive of nothing, of nothing, and you never went to Portland. Exactly. Isn't What's inevitable a... is failure. I guess that's what we're saying. Because <laughs> you all end up <laughs> failing at life. We all sure. die eventually. Okay. That's yeah. the, that's the most epic fail of all. Life fail. Yeah. yeah. He who breathing dies, fail. He who dies with the best stories win. So go to Portland and win. Got some good stories. You're 19 years old. Yeah, 19 is the time to fail. Exactly. Uh, All right. And 24 and 35. And 41 is a good time to fail. And then it's like, all right, that's enough failure. Okay, 41 is the cutoff. Stop succeeding, please. Fail at 42, that's breathing failure. (laughs) Uh, Billy, do you have a word? I'm sorry? Do you have have a word? word? Yeah, I have a word. My word is uh, racehorse. Mm. Wow. Is that a single word word or is that two? I'm about to find out if somebody used it as a word. I can't imagine anyone has been emailing you about race. I just can't imagine. Maybe I'm dumb and naive. I bet like piss like a racehorse. Oh, that's good. It wasn't a one word. Let me search two with quotes around it. My dad would always use that phrase and I would get embarrassed every time. Nothing. No racehorse. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You lose the game. (laughs) The game boys (laughs) To win the game, you find one email okay. that, that is this single email in all 15,000 that has that word. It's, it's happened before. Yeah. We've gotten it before. Has, okay. has a fan of Jake and Amir made a fake Twitter person for the Game Boy? No. The Game Boy has no Twitter. <laughs> has anyone photoshopped what they imagine the Game Boy looks like? Yes. And that, what does he look like? I Robocop a, Jake? It was Jake's face on a Game Boy. Oh, well, that's fun. <laughs> that's really nice. In the pixelated, in the green screen pixelated? Yeah. Or I on think top it was of the that. boy itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. we need another word? Yeah. Can I take one more chance? Yes, you can. Um, race card. Race Ooh. card? Like someone played it? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> race motif. Yeah. Just... No race card either. Okay. Is that one sucks word at this game. Yeah, yeah. Why did you invite Billy on the show in the first uh, two place? Two words, but with uh, yeah, with quotes around it. Give it one more go. One more go? Take yeah, let's go, let's go one word because the two yeah. is tripping us up. Pantry. That's Ooh, a that's good, good one. That's a really, really good that's one. That's a good one. The diner in my hometown is called the Pantry Diner. Shout out Rockville Center, Long Island. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nothing, Billy. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of Nature Box ads. Uh, sorry, oh. Nature Box orders. Does Nature Box uh, have a question for you? <laughs> but there is, there is a few that are non, uh, non-Nature Box. Let's do it. Uh, People misspelling panty. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. My pantries were so wet. She was, but she was wearing granny pantries, <laughs> granry pantries. Uh, God, there was a funny subject that I'm looking for. Uh, 
What's that? Take your time. Yeah, enjoy yeah. the silence. You guys, you guys. Can I'm talk. still thinking about garage doors going into the ground instead of up into the house. <laughs> that's cool. that is actually genius, Jake. You should. <laughs> we should right. totally start a construction site. Yeah, Jake. that'd be really cool. Dude. Yeah. Just a pile of wood. <laughs> Do something with it. Found a good one. Good. Tweeted us. What is this guy's name, William? Pardon me. What's this guy's name? That yeah. was the name. Pardon me. Pardon. Wow. Pardon me. He's Asian. <laughs> Pardon me, he's Asian. <laughs> right. Pardon me, he's Asian, right? <laughs> so this is a very weird problem, but I need a solution ASAP. Oh, God. Urgency. This email was written two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is long dead. We have not read it. It's possible. Turns out we, possible was This today. is the first time anyone's opened it. So my best friend... Uh, my best friends have some very weird obsessions with my dog. Yeah. I went out of town for a week and I let my dog PETA, great name, yeah. PETA, stay with uh, him while I was gone. I got home yesterday and I swear I saw a tear running down his cheek. When I, oh, a tear running down his cheek. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I swear I saw a tear running down his cheek when I took my pup back. Since I took home PETA, he's been stealing all the peanut butter from the pantry. Uh-oh. I think this might be a joke. Yeah. Uh, and eating all of it. So I know my best friend's secret Twitter account, and he tweeted something about loving the feel of peanut butter being slurped off his smooth, silky skin. Hmm. This is a joke email. This sounds like right. a joke. God damn it. I am seriously creeped out. And then yada yada. So this is an example of another uh, type of email we get, which is people fucking with us yeah now, <laughs> i you can't believe that... we gave this guy the time of yeah. but, but let's talk billy about... you have lost the game oh you have lost you should epically <laughs> so <laughs> there's something valiant about losing as bad as i've lost yeah. up to this point that's can true. we talk about uh, this for a second do you think that he wrote this email in hopes that two of his favorite comedians and people he looks up to would think he was funny and like be psyched by it what do you think why Wait, do you what think was he wrote goal? this email because i actually just lost respect for him he right. wasted my time exactly but I, I would think that it would, it would be that. If I'm like, yeah, if I'm a fan of the podcast, I just want, you know, uh, Jake Amir to think I have a silly story to tell. Oh, damn, this guy's super funny. We got to get him on the show. <laughs> oh, just right. answering in his, or, in his fantasy world where we're just like praising him and asking him to come on the program. Right, and then we're just doing a bunch of bits about dogs licking off. Uh, uh, I found, I found a real small. pantry email. Oh, great. oh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, so let's say this guy writes, uh, same name? Or yes. Name? Same name. Pardon me? Pardon me. All right. <laughs> He's it. Pardon me. He's Asian. Right. Recently, I took a bottle of olive oil from the family pantry. Oh, yes. And have been using it as lube when I masturbate. Oh. This sounds real. This yeah. sounds real. I had been keeping the bottle in my bedside drawer. When I arrived home from school the other day, I was about to go for a quick wink when I realized the olive oil had been replaced by a real bottle of lube. Oh! <laughs> yes! While the upgrade has enhanced the masturbating experience, I am so alarmed that someone knows of my habits. I can't possibly ask who switched the bottles and have no idea how to approach the issue. Yes. What should I do? Run and hide. Love pardon me. And hide. Jerk off in peace. You don't even he's like, this is so embarrassing as he's jerking (laughs) off with the lube that's been replaced. (laughs) Have you guys ever done the 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 emergency lube replacement of something in a pantry? What's interesting no. to me, I've never, what's interesting to me is that someone was able to put the pieces together that the olive oil, he was using it for masturbation. Yeah, cool but, mom or something. Yeah, yeah, but how does that mom even, like, even put... If it's in your top drawer, then, like, she knows that everything in your top drawer is basically used yeah. for masturbation. Yeah. Everything <laughs> in your top drawer, your desk drawer is, like, masturbation. That's how I know I grew up, because now I keep my lotion in the bathroom. Right? <laughs> like, 
now I don't have to share a bathroom with can. my mom and my sisters and my dad and yeah. my brother. I'm like, yeah. okay, this cool. is my olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have salt. What you got to do is start just like putting other stuff from the pantry in your in your desk, so your right. mom thinks maybe it wasn't some lettuce, a radish. <laughs> oh, I just like to have a radish. Uh, yeah. He leaves a radish there, and then the next day it's just an anal bead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're shoving a Wait, salad up your ass. You're the crazy one, mom. Um, yeah. You're mental. Do you think, ironically enough, the olive oil was extra virgin? Hey, this is if I were you. Oh, the right what I mean. Mike, drop the mic. What? Drop the mic. Tip it over on drop the ground. It, 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 one second, because it's kind of, these are Just expensive. Might very be fragile, but, but I I'll tilt it. Drop it. I really I'll, think that warrants a little. Hold on one second. Got to touch the ground. You guys talk, because I can't. Right. If I drop it, then I can't. I think you should drop it. This is right. legit. Well, I'll lower it down slowly, to the ground. Slowly, yeah. Like, just kiss the ground with it. So I'm starting to lower it now. Right. Yep. This is such a wrap. And remember what he said. Was, How long am I? Right. Just, no, got, just, gotta just go. tip it. Come on. Dip it into the ground. The, the, the olive oil olive was, also was also extra, extra, extra virgin. Oh, the crowd goes crazy. And, and then, here's the mic drop. Here we go. I just feel bad is all. No, no. Just tip it. Tip it on the ground. It's not even reaching the ground. Yeah, it would. If you just it will. It will. All right. Nice, dude. Shit, now like, wait, guys, the mic stand is a lot of static. Now I can't like figure out the mic stand part of it. It like tipped it over. (laughs) That is one of those moments, though. As a kid, I like I've never been caught masturbating by a parent, but I will say that that is one of those stomach drop moments. Like that is a Mm -hmm. that is a hard. He'll never forget that. Yeah, no way. I, you only remember like 10 things in between the age of 10 and 20 and that'll be like definitely one, one of them. I got caught with porn like multiple times when I was... When Magazines? I was videos? Everything. Like, yes. The first time I ever had porn was like I stole a Playboy from my dad's office. Okay. And it was like... So, my parents thought it was sort of funny. They yeah. like knew that I had it. Yeah. And then there was a time when I like stayed home from school and I was like looking at porn on the computer. This is before right. I knew that history was a thing oh and my dad came i was he, my dad came home mid i would used to print out nude pictures oh my god the internet. my dad came home for lunch i was home alone my dad came home he's like what are you doing i was like i was watching tv and i like he's like why is the printer turned off and i was like it's still oh. it's like a dot matrix it's still going this girl better be wearing a bikini was this only in my hometown, but in school playgrounds, like in the sand and stuff, if there was ever like a magazine page, like in the sand, you knew immediately it was like weird porn. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Wait, what we, sand? You find stuff in the woods. Like in the sandbox. Like oh, you're playing like in, 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 the, yeah, in the woods or of something. Of the elementary school? Yeah. If you would just ever see a ripped page, a magazine page anywhere in society, frankly, <laughs> it was porn. like some sort of weird porno it's page. So, what a weird dystopian past that we had where we like, we needed printouts of porn. <laughs> They're, they should have they should have that in like Mad Max. Everybody should you know Just have, have like the wa- gas mask and the their like uh, water pouch and then also a tiny little their yeah. Water. And then at the end he has a lever that drops like tits everywhere. They're like, oh my god, Valhalla, it's finally here. <laughs> that's the porn. That's the bandwidth. That was and an that's... enormous waste of water, by the way. <laughs> yeah. At the end, for a city so uh, needing of water, just yeah. to pour it out. I mean, get some tubes going. Yeah. Right? It was sort of a, a show of uh, a change in the future, but like. You really shouldn't just let it flow forever. Yeah. There's like not a lot. Right. Yeah. At least have a little plan. I, I agree. Conservation. Totally. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break and thank a few more sponsors and then we'll be right back with Great. more Mad Max commentary after this. Cool. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say "damn the man" with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's that's a non-movement movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah. It's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool th there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. 
Hey, we're back. What was with the spray paint? The silver spray paint that that guy was eating. Yeah, that also, was that like so that food to drug. him or a drugs? It seemed like it just got him jacked up a little. But bit. like, could I feel like it, when it got into his mouth, that would do more damage than good. Yeah, yeah, yeah like sprayed they, in the air or something. I don't think like they that. cared about the damage it was doing to their body. They were all disgusting and depraved, <laughs> and uh, they had like goiters on their neck that were killing them slowly. I know, but if I if I didn't have water, the, the last thing I would do is like spray <laughs> like noxious gas into my mouth. Well, you can't really. I mean, it's like talking to a meth head about being like, "Oh, are you well hydrated?" Yeah. They weren't even actually sort of missing the forest for the trees there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Did you guys like that movie, Mad Max? I loved Mad Max. I I didn't, or at least when I watched it, I was giggling the whole time, thinking <laughs> everyone's going to think this is like an absurd non-story. <laughs> That's a funny. And, and then we left, and people were like, Everyone that movie just it. changed my life." <laughs> yeah. I was like, Why? I had the same exact experience, but not with um. No, with Mad Max, but not with uh, the story. Yeah. I was like, this is too loud and crazy. Like, no, like people are not liking this, right? Yeah. And then when I left, I saw it with Jake and Marty, and they're like. That was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, I so almost loud. had to leave. It was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> we're so, we have like sense. We're sensitive. <laughs> Did you think it was really loud? It's too, too loud. Way too loud. <laughs> Did you guys, none of you guys liked it? I liked it on second viewing. The first time I have it. Well, we saw it together, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw it together. And yeah, it seemed to me like a ch- like one chase scene. I was like, well, this is like silly. Like I get that it's like cool and whatever, but like this is kind of dumb. Like there's literally no story. to Yeah, the making of Mad Max is probably a much better movie than Mad Max to I me. Agree. Yeah. Right. But yeah. everyone loved it. We're, I, I think I we're in the minority. Chase. I think that's. Funny. I love action movies. I thought it was fucking dope. <laughs> it it was. did not disappoint in any way. Yeah. It's, I watched it again like a couple months later on HBO, and it was dope. Jake, you've gone <laughs> to Burning Man because you can did control you the volume. What's exactly. That? I was just saying that you've been to Burning Man much like Adam and I have. Did you oh, see yeah. shades of Burning Man in Mad Max? Totally. Course, I mean, right? the monster cars are... It, the art cars Every, all yeah. exist there. They all... It's... They're the same thing. It's yes. Burning Man. It is Burning Man. Yes. And I mean, like the dystopian thing where there's no, there's no money. There's, you're always thinking about how do I get water? Right. Um, yeah. That's true. And, and also I was uh, kidnapped and strapped to a car. There was in, that too. In, in, at Burning Man. It was right. by Charlie Theron. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a lot like Mad Max. Uh, <laughs> the whole steampunk vibe is like yeah. Yeah. Mad Max. Would you go? Would you go, Amir? Never, ever, ever. Never would, go to Burning Man. Yeah, that would be like watching Mad Max for a week straight for me. <laughs> God, right. <laughs> Only I'm actually in the desert. Right. So it's camp? even less comfortable. Do you like camping? Uh, I like camping after the fact. Right. So when I'm done, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I went camping. Right. Yes. But I'm never actively seeking to go You camping. like having camped. Yeah, I like having gone camping. <laughs> I like went working out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad I did. I feel a little refreshed. Yeah, I'm. Ex- it's like exercise for my mind, yeah. for my soul. I went on a trip to Morocco, and I didn't know how much I enjoyed it, or I did, couldn't even tell myself I enjoyed it until I got home and was eating Wendy's in America, and I was like, "Oh, Morocco was great." Yeah. That's part of the. I think that's whole, a part of the whole entire camping experience, and and the Burning Man experience, like. I never appreciated a shower as much as I, I did in a Motel 6 like in Reno when Seriously. I finally got back. It's like, oh my oh, God, this I know. is glorious. Absence yeah, yeah. makes the heart grow fonder, right? That's it what is. they say. Your bar of comfort is lowered way, way down. I actually have a question about the olive oil masturbator though. Oh, yeah. I, we still have, I, don't think we I just like have a few thoughts it. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is I would be concerned... <laughs> Uh, that I would get, much like George Costanza in that episode of Seinfeld, that I would get my hunger and erotic oh. instincts confused. Pavlovian. If you're masturbating with food, that to me, it that just... oil. Can you imagine can you if eat this olive guy oil could like... also suck his own dick? <laughs> and like how amazing that would taste. And he was uh, Italian. A little butter, olive, like maybe some... A vinaigrette. Yeah. Yeah, I think just like pepper. just a yeah. little, a little bit of vinegar would really go a long way. Yeah, and like you, a balsamic. Yeah, 
I, w- I just wonder, like, if he's out to dinner and all this. Yeah, the Italian, the waiter comes over. It's like a little olive oil and vinaigrette. Does he get horny? Does I would say nothing. Ashamed? Nothing comes out of a bottle more like semen than that, olive oil out of that little uh, metal spigot. It's yeah. so funny to imagine him at like a restaurant with his mom, with like them pouring like a, just a, a little bit of olive oil over a big long piece of meat. Oh. <laughs> like, Honey, why in, mother. Put, why are you putting olive oil on your hot dog? Yeah, Those yeah, two. Yeah. I don't know, mom. Yeah. I don't know. You're breathing awfully heavily right now, Jeremy. Like the, yeah. the, tell, the telltale cock. Yeah. Just fucking Pavlovian response, sensory overload. Yeah, exactly. I can't take it anymore. Exactly. I masturbate with oil. Uh, yeah, is that well, healthy? With, like, what if the olive oil got into his urethra? Yes, exactly. I think that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I guess you can you can you can eat it, so it's like fine it's if it's organic. in your body. Yeah. yeah, if you can eat it, you can also shove it in your dick. In. That's true. I actually have a little bit of mashed potatoes up my cock <laughs> yeah. right now. A gravy. Uh, well, how about what would you do? Would you go around like a witch hunt asking who replaced the bottle? No. Of course not, because then you tell everyone in your family. Correct. You really have to guess <laughs> that correctly. Masturbate. Like right now, only, best case scenario, only one person knows. Yeah. Right. And they replaced it before you, anybody else. You'd have to nail it. You know what you do? You put olive oil all over the house in weird places. That's like, you throw them off the trail. It's <laughs> like, yes, of course there was olive oil. Like, why would you put cream here? Like, I also, did you not look in like the bathroom cabinet? Like I put it, and did you not look in like the living room on the living room right. table? Then your problem is so much weirder. It's like, I don't, I wasn't using it to lubricate my masturbation. I right. just hide I it around the house. Yes. Right. Like, I, okay, well now you have to see a therapist. Yeah, exactly. I once uh, got in a car with uh, some friends of ours and one of our friends is a terrible driver. And I meant to text another one of our friends saying, I didn't know that I was going to be in the murder car because the murder car was driven by this friend who was inevitably going to kill us. Well, it turns out that I sent that text to her. Whoops. And so my fight or flight moment decision was send her 10,000 more texts with nonsensical sentences yeah, bury it. until she would approach me and be like, Hey, what's the deal with all this wacky sentences? And it worked. It did work. And it worked because that sentence was part of a plethora of other like nonsense. But it was the first one. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like you buried it in the middle. Exactly. The first. And so that's why I say put olive oil now all over your house, just jars of olive oil everywhere. And then masturbation will just be another possibility. Maybe he has just a weird thing. I'd rather be a guy who she like replaces it with toothpaste. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't even need to be olive oil. You can just start putting things where they don't belong all over your house. So this lady, this lady, the the driver gets out of the car, looks at her phone, and then she has 50 messages. Yes. First one is, I didn't know I'd be on the murder car. Second one is what? The the next one was just like, (laughs) ha ha, when are you getting here? And it was just like, now she has no idea what's happening. Yeah, and then the so, third I mean, one is like, my name is Prince Edward, Queen yes, of Croatia. Literally, like the challenge was coming up with so many different <laughs> non-connecting sentences to just make it seem like this crazy. And we got to the restaurant we were going to. And as soon as she didn't see any of those texts until she sat down. And then she looks up, she's like, Billy, 50 texts? You're so weird. And I was like, I'm so weird. And I'm looking at all my friends like, fucking murder car. <laughs> murder car. I almost murdered myself. The funniest thing is if you sent her 50 texts to throw her off and then the car flipped over. Yeah. <laughs> there are no clues here. I mean, there was a murder text thing, but there was also 50 other 50 ones. Other so. Billy gets blamed for the murder. It was this guy that had texted her 50 times. It looked like he had had a stroke or something because he texted her pretty much 50 non-sequitur texts. But you got to know your audience because a savvy person would read the first one and be like, what the hell is this all about? And yeah. question that immediately before going through the next 49. That's right. Uh, game Game Boy, do you have a, a question, an, a last word to search? Yes. Yes, the Game Boy does. <laughs> okay. Hen. That's a good one. <laughs> 
that awkward moment, Hen. Hen is good. Hen is good. TFH, that feeling hen. This is really funny. Some guy. How many hen emails are there? Right now there are eight. One of them is lonely and horny. Forward. Uh, last na- the guy's last name was Hen. Okay. Uh, Chris Hen. Uh, no, not Chris Hen. Probably One Dave is from Hen. BJ's restaurant. One is from an animal group. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's only two real questions. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. The Game Boy. Breakingly close. <laughs> the Game Boy looks content <laughs> but game. troubled. Yes. The Game Boy wants it even more. This is worse than a lot. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, I'll read this question, and when I get to the word hen, you guys are going to love it. Yes, <laughs> this is exciting. Do you have a name for us? Uh, um, tittle. Yep. What? Tittle. It's like <laughs> Oprah. One word. Tittle. <laughs> Why tittle. Yo, tittle. I'm Tittle! <laughs> tittle writes. Tittle. So I'm a senior in high school, and this girl is it, and there's a girl in my orchestra that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. We talk every day, and there is some definite flirting going on. Okay. Uh, we went on one date, but it was very casual. Since Hen, we oh. have talked. <laughs> <laughs> what a typo. Since Hen. Oh, and then later they go to a chicken rooster farm. So Perfect. it does come up. Oh. No, no, no. Since Hen, we have talked and the spark fizzled out a bit. Uh, since we had Thursday and Friday off, Wednesday night, the school hosted a dance, and the whole time, she was grinding on one of my friends with me, standing right there. Jesus. Love grinding. Now, I know that we weren't dating at all, and I'm not mad whatsoever at her friend, right. uh, but I don't know where to go from here. She has told me that she liked me one time over text, and one of her friends also told me that she likes me. Okay. I want to make this girl official, but after Wednesday, I feel weird asking her out. Sure. Uh, after her and my friend grinded all night long, should I just ask my friend? if he's cool with it i already asked him if they were a thing and he said i don't know probably not so what should i do this girl's really great and i like her a lot thanks mm. we should talk about grind culture Total. for a Total. second and what grinding i mean jake it seems like you understand grinding like i understand grinding and love grind did everyone here grow up in a grinding at sweet 16's environment where uh, dancing wasn't uh, there was no space between you and your dancing. My bar mitzvah was the first time I grinded. Yeah, really. I grind. Yeah. I would grind with anybody. My friends, girlfriends, my friends. And it's always you're both facing the right, the same way. Mm, it can go one. Oh, no, it's got to be. I love face to face grinding. Yeah. Oh no, I you go. Actually, I like but, oh, fuck. It doesn't even matter. That's it. <laughs> but I like butt to butt grinding. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, oh yeah. facing away grinding. Yeah, exactly. I just grind my ass on her ass. Yeah, <laughs> or a wall. Yeah, we would call them reggae lines too. Did you guys call them reggae? Is lines? Is that when everyone's dance? grinding in a row? A, a it's ring? basically a bunch of horny pubescent teens, uh, like almost like braiding their knees together, Ooh, so like, that uh, you know their penises and her butt are just jamming you know, the song too close by neck <laughs> step back you're feeling kind of close yeah feel a little poke coming through oh. from oh, you that's a boner that's a so right. that song's all about <laughs> grinding you and felt it yeah. boy you yeah. know i can't help it yeah you know what i want to do. do masturbate with olive oil yeah <laughs> <laughs> is the coda uh, i remember going from like sixth grade we were slow to, it was all about slow dance yes and you get a small erection and like the goal was to like Stand far enough away yes. that it was like she cannot feel it, and yes. then one year later, seventh grade is like, oh, I want everyone to feel the erection, and she <laughs> got to get close, and she wants to feel it on her too. <laughs> and grinding is really physically grinding mm-hmm. on one another. Yeah. It's, it's basically dry humping on the dance floor. It's the I most you can fuck like, without fucking. I'm thirty. Exactly. I love. I still still love still. still I'm with you, Jake. Who, Who would want a good grind? MTV's the grind. So to this kid's question, I wouldn't be. 
I think everyone on earth loves grinding. There's no cheating. You're not mm -hmm. cheating and you're not even showing necessary like I choose you because I'm grinding with you. I think everybody just wants to get a good grind. That's on. just adolescent hormones yeah. overfloweth. Yeah, it just I can't even stand my dick not rubbing against anything. And if it's rubbing against another a vagina or a butt, like that's the best feeling but you can get. Literally the best too. Like it grinding means a lot to those people. Yeah. Right. Like it that could be the first, that could be the equivalent of making out. Yes. She might like this dude, but she might also like the guy she's grinding with. I don't think that you need to like pay any credence to the grind, though. Exactly. Like the fact that it happened is fine, and just keep on operating like you like it never happened. Mm -hmm. And you bring up making out somehow, even though boners and butts are in the grinding equation, it's still less intimate than making out. Oh, yeah. Like I would feel like that girl is uh, not as necessarily interested. If she was making out with that dude, that's right. a different. Whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. Despite the fact that she has your best friend's boner in her butt on yeah. the dance floor, <laughs> yeah, it's still somehow less intimate, and she's making less of a big choice. Because she there's fabric. Like that's you. just dancing. That's yeah. just, just it, dancing. man. Yeah. That's just MTV's the grind. Yeah. Right. So I wouldn't sweat it. I would in fact <laughs> just try and grind up on any other person that seems like a willing partner. You should be grinding yourself. Yep. Yep. Yes. So go for it. Yeah. Find, find a willing grinder out there. It. You already wrote for it. Get All your right. grind on. Um, guys, thank you so much oh my God. for coming on the show. Thank, thank you. Jake, thank uh, thrilled guys. that we finished with grinding. That's a subject that really played a large part in my adolescence. Could that be Last the name time of the we, episode? Grinding? Grinding. Yeah, we could do that. Hell Last yeah. time we ended with fish fillet, so this time... All, all your favorites. Uh, we are also going to go to McDonald's and get another fish fillet. Get more yeah. fish fillet. At the, end of, at the end of every podcast, whether it has to do with fish fillet or not. I know that it's poor form to start a new conversation when the host has clearly segued into the end, but can yeah. I just ask a quick question? Sure. We once, I posted a picture of Jake holding an open fish fillet from our trip to McDonald's at right. the time. And, okay, you, get, you guys have so many fans. You get a lot of likes. That was something new for me. But there was a series of your fans who started freestyle rapping Oh. in the comments section oh. and I'm, so sometimes every so often I'll get huge chunks of freestyle raps about the fish fillet but it seems like they're directed to you is that something that you guys get a lot of I don't get a lot of freestyle raps okay so that's a singular that's just a you problem I think or, or not a problem a uh, you honor uh, yeah yeah honored a you yeah. privilege okay mm -hmm. All right, well, we could talk more about that while getting fish fillets after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's get some fish. Uh, what if people want to listen to more Billy and Adam? Where, where, where's the No Joke podcast located? And what the, is the No Joke podcast? The No Joke podcast is on this very HeadGum network Great. that we sit inside of as we speak. Thank yeah. God. Out uh, of the studio. We throw it out every Friday. Episodes go up every Friday. Great. Uh, and it's Billy and I goofing around. Uh, sometimes we have a guest. Uh, sometimes we don't. And yeah. we usually talk about, we take one topic and we very loosely, we talk about our previous, our present, and our future experience with it but again that's super loose so we really just goof off when i was on we <laughs> talked about jobs jake yes. was on he talked about directing that's right ben schwartz was on an episode you talked about basketball, basketball yep, yep, yep one of my favorites uh yeah. milana was there she we talked about burning man uh, the oh the episode that's that coming too. out in fact came out last week was all about ghosts and my history with uh interacting with ghosts and being haunted there's something for everybody so if you guys want even more uh great podcast content check out the no joke podcast on the headgum network please guys thank you for coming on the oh show my God, thanks for having us uh uh, I feel the, like I learned a lot about penises and food. Yeah, olive oil and grinding. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and grinders. Uh, the opening theme song, again, was written by uh, that band Kuro Kuma. And this last one is written by Danny Steele. Love it. Nice. Can uh, I just exit with an image for everybody sure. is just the uh that guy pouring olive oil down his pants and uh -huh. then walking confidently out to a dance floor <laughs> to cry on somebody that seems like a, the the you describing a gil ozeri snap <laughs> why not pouring olive oil down his pants and walking away <laughs> to grind uh all right cool we'll be back next week thanks for listening everybody thanks. later yeah.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.